This episode of We Want to Talk About It Now is brought to you by Squarespace.com. And guess what? Squarespace.com is now an official full-time advertiser for We Want to Talk About It Now. You're looking to make a cool website? You're looking to get people to know more about your brand? Squarespace has never made it more easy for users to create the best website to show off all the cool stuff they're doing. Check them out at squarespace.com. Because we don't care. We want to talk about it now. Get ready for a bumpy one. This is either going to be one of the best podcasts I ever do no pressure, everyone that's on the podcast, or this is going to be one of the most controversial ones that I've ever done. And I'm hopeful, hoping that it's the, the prior, not the latter, but we'll see how it goes. Today we have on my wife, Katie, and then we'll, we also have uh, returning after a year and a half hiatus, Eric Robinson coming back. Him and I talked a little bit about narcissism, and uh, he just felt like he didn't talk about himself enough that last time. It's been it's been 18 months and he's really excited okay. to be back. So, so here he is. He's going to tell us how he's doing everything right. We're doing everything wrong because that is the most effective way to educate people. Uh, more often than not, people being told they're wrong. You know what's anyways? Like I'm already doing it. I'm already so before we we started recording this, I was telling them that I was going to try to be as self-deprecating as possible and very kind to other people, but I'm already starting to do the virtual virtue signaling. <laughs> just like all of you people out there who are, because um, what was the one? I, I just have to say this and get out of the way, and then we can kind of just go into what's going on with the world. I don't have an opinion on it. I am doing this as, a, as an exercise to exercise some like past demons, things that I've done in my life that I'm not entirely proud of, recognizing that I have made a ton of mistakes in the past when it comes to uh, not just race relations, but homophobia. Uh, life in general. Like life in general, like just tons and tons of things where I've, I've made errors and not one time, and this just speaks to my stubbornness, and I think that's why more often than not, I start off talking about my me, myself being the negative person, and then start shitting on other people. I think the reason that I do that is pride and wanting to feel like there are other people who are like me or worse than me to lift myself up. So I'm going to try not to do that. Um, but just think when has ever talent, when, when has telling someone to calm down ever worked for you? You know, like that's the very <laughs> common refrain that people will be like, yeah, tell me, telling me to calm down is only going to make me more angry. So finding a more unique way of having a discussion on this subject the first time I've ever felt the need for a safe place. And obviously this is going to be super public, so it's not that safe of a place. Anybody can listen to it and we can comment on it. Uh, but I just, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, this has been the most awesome and terrifyingly sad thing, I think in my lifetime, like 9-11 level. Like to the extent that you're feeling it. To the extent that I'm feeling. Um, yeah. I watched the video. Everyone knows what we're talking about based on the title. I watched the video. No defending that. Nope. Not even going to try. Zero. No one, no matter what crime they have committed, and I believe it was for a $20 counterfeit bill. Yeah. If it was counterfeit. And the opponents the, to the video would argue his criminal past as well. There is no reason that anyone should ever die in police custody, except 
Uh, well, no. Actually, no. I take that in police custody because yeah. I literally mean that word custody. Yes. If you are in a firefight with someone, if there is, like, if someone is in handcuffs, that should be kind of where where everything ends. Fortunately, I haven't seen a single person like oppose that fact. Oh. Not not me personally. Okay. Like, based on the social media feeds I've seen, I haven't seen anybody say like the cop was in any way okay about this okay gotcha certainly there are things that they are saying that i disagree with in other regards but i haven't heard anyone say like well like he got it he had it coming you know and i also want to make sure that i'm i have no answer for this honestly like because this is the answer i was talking with my friend about this at the end of my podcast it says don't be a dick Essentially, all of life can be summed up that way. I know that I've been a dick multiple times, and I know that there are people who'd be like, "You've said super dickish stuff on your podcast and about me." And you will me continue to and about and about whatever. Uh, and then I apologize for those things um, when when it's justified. The irony being, right before the, this all happened, I wanted to do a podcast on two things: one, the things we all agree on. And what that was going to go into was basically there are three things I believe that that humans all care about. Life and prosperity for themselves. Life and prosperity for those that they care about. Generally, their children, their family, etc. Maybe include your friends there. Mm -hmm. And most people I've noticed like helping other people out. Now, they like doing it on their own terms. They don't like being forced to be nice. They don't like being forced to be kind. But more often than not, what I have noticed is People want to do nice things for other people. Still sometimes selfishly helping, but helping nonetheless. Yes, but helping nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. And then the second subject that I wanted to talk about was, and you're probably like, I don't know why that first one's irony. <laughs> Life and prosperity. That's why, that's why it's ironic. Mm. The reason that people are pissed off is because people are dying. Mm-hmm. And then, the, and, and I know that everyone... Unjustly no less. And I know that everybody's already heard the like... We all know the debate of the Black Lives Matter versus, well, all lives matter. We all totally understand that. But what I've never understood, and this is probably going to be as, this isn't pro-conservative, just a tip to all you, and it's not even conservative, a tip to anyone who wants to say all lives matters, don't say it. And if this is something that you don't actually care about, the most effective thing that you can do is not say anything. Because what's happening, and, but, but honestly, for change to happen, keep talking. Yeah. Keep talking because you saying the things that people adamantly disagree with are going to make change happen more because they think that there really is a problem. You stay silent on something. That's why the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was always so interesting to me. I never really had, I'd never cared. I, I love the San Francisco 49ers, my favorite football team. I would have preferred he played over Blaine Gabbert. I'll tell you that much. But the thing that I was always so confu- confused by with NFL fans, like, you want to know it'll make this go? It's, just treat it like a bully. And not to say that Colin Kaepernick was a bully. He was peacefully protesting. That's not what my intention. But if you want something to go away, you ignore it. Yeah. And so the more that you keep... So that's why I say keep talking. Because if you don't <laughs> ignore it, this subject, we're going to continue talking about it. Your mind's never going to be changed. Whatever. But other people are going to see that they don't want to be like you. Mm. And the mindset that you have, you're going to screw up in some way or another. And more people are going to change from it. And I don't. I also don't want this to come across like I've. I don't want this to be a virtue signal podcast because I am nowhere near perfect. As I mentioned at the start, when it comes to race relations, or once again, like my homophobia in the past, Prop Eight. One of probably hmm. there are very few things that I regret in my life. 
the Prop 8 campaign where I was instructed by God. And if anyone has a problem with me saying instructed by God, I will. I can show you the the piece of paper that had what God wanted us to do on it. Um, I don't think I've seen that paper before. It's Even just, though it, I was, yeah, it's just a letter. Well, did you live in California? No, that's that's probably. I was why. in Utah. It was all of the California wards and stuff. Right. Anyways, saying that gay people should not be allowed to marriage because it will fundamentally break down the family. We support Prop Eight, um, and I did it. Like I was. My excuse was God at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and now, like, where we're at, in the, what's different, once again, I'm trying not to be mean to people, but, like, what is your reasoning? Like, I'm confused at the reasoning for a lot of people's things. And something important to remember, too, is if so, people are going to get mad at you, some of them are going to be justified, some of them are going to be crazy. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, don't, help, don't make that entrench you more in whatever your belief system is. Because... Something that will never happen is everyone having a unanimous opinion on one thing. Yeah. So there's always going to be the differing opinions. One thing we can all agree on, though, people deserve to live. We can all agree on that. At a disproportionate amount, African Americans are being killed by police. I know that white people also get killed by police. But at a per capita... (laughs) There is a um, great podcast that Bill Simmons had uh, the other day where this is like all that they talk about. I think I want to call you out though right now. I think that not everyone likes to be referred to as African-American because not everyone's from Africa. So mm. maybe we should just refer to them as black. Sorry, that was a Milan no, no, right there. But, <laughs> no, that's totally fine. This is part of the dialogue we're trying to have. It's totally fine. Um, <laughs> one thing that I want to... One thing that I hope comes out of all of this is that there is some sort of leader that kind of takes up the reins. It doesn't doesn't have to be like one person. It could be like a couple different people because totally valid. But then what happens when Candace Owens (laughs) says what she says where she has no problem being called that? Like, I'm going to try to be as respectful as possible. Um, So... Maybe I'll just be referring to black always felt like such a mean word to me. I don't know why. Like black people. I don't know why that. Well, there's the nuance of the phrase people of color also, because you can't say colored people, but you can say people of color. As long as you do it in Game of Thrones vernacular, it works. <laughs> as long as you throw the of in there, things, things, things change up a little bit. But the thing is, like, I am not Coin black, master And I'm not African-American, master. so I can't really talk there. But... No, I and like, like I so said, it's I'm hard not... to know what people. And and then another thing that I've been seeing quite frequently is like it's not it's your responsibility to get educated, like all of ours, and that's totally fine. And I'm happy to also be corrected when I make mistakes. Yeah. And though. maybe even ask specific individuals what they prefer, and oh, when you're gosh. talking about them. But like that's its own tricky subject, I right? I don't do that. Like, like so that's actually something. Because that's one of my biggest the territory we're we're getting into now. Biggest regret of of biggest not biggest regret one of those regrets in my life. And probably the reason that I don't have a, one, there, there's a lot of reasons I don't have many black friends. M- main reason I've always lived in white areas. Yeah, it's not a great excuse, but I've always me, lived in white too. areas. And then two, for whatever reason, I always am just so curious what it, it's like, what it's like to be mm-hmm. black living in America, and more specifically, being black growing up in Mormonism. And then uh-huh. being black and living in the state of Utah. And uh-huh. then, like, I'm thinking of one person in specific. This 
guy that went to BYU that I knew. You probably know him too. I won't say his name. <laughs> but um, Christian, not even Mormon, and black going to BYU. And I was always just like, dude, on both fronts, like from the religious and from like how white we are mm. here, like what is that like? <laughs> And I could tell that he was not interested in having that conversation with me. And I had immediately regretted asking him. Uh, and then, because like his response was like, it's fine, it's normal. I was like, oh, oh okay. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have brought up anything. Have you heard about 1978 and things? Like, have you heard about any of that stuff yet? But I uh, don't want to open old wounds. Uh, and I, I, but that kind of leads into where my racism throughout my life has come from. I grew up reading Second Nephi chapter five, whatever verse it is. Uh, mm. I don't. I think it's for. It's. I don't. It doesn't matter. The one that says they were cursed with. They the skin were cursed of with the skin of blackness. <laughs> <laughs> I grew like, up in the Mormon church as well. For anyone like, who I don't, doesn't know. I mean, I, I only laugh because that's such a ridiculous scripture. <laughs> it was taken it's, so literally by so many as well. That which sounds is part of the like something antiquated. Sounds like something antiquated now. I remember on my mission, like uh, uh, my my deconversion started on my mission. Like now, you know how like hindsight is always twenty twenty, but like uh-huh. you also like kind of change up your stories as time goes on. Yeah. Looking back on it, there were two big things. First one is both of them are in second Nephi. Three of them are in second Nephi. I don't but even remember the two. All three. <laughs> but the two on my mission were that scripture always bothered me because I was serving in Mexico and they have. Ah darker skin and i'm always like you know what i don't know if i want but let's skip let's skip where nephi kills laban i don't want to have to explain that to you guys and then let's just skip second nephi and let's and let's move on from there um so that was always a struggle for me but the other one that was pretty bad is the joseph son of joseph thing that always just seemed too convenient oh my it's an isaiah chapter it's like and his name will be after his father that is joseph and i was just like yeah okay all right anyways not super (laughs) important but I, i also grew up thinking that the curse of Cain, like that's where yeah. the lineage of of Africa came from, and the curse of Cain was. That's exclusively a Mormon thing, right? I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't. All, that's what's weird. I, <laughs> I, I know like that I is. believed it, like, and I think that's I think that's all that really matters to my experience. Yeah. Which was the other podcast I wanted to do, which was relative suffering, um, because uh, as sorry, I'm like all over the place right now, everyone. But the relative suffering is the idea that. Just because your suffering may seem worse than somebody's, somebody else's, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is. Yes. So not super important. Don't want to get into that right now. But the, the curse of Cain was always so confused. Not, not, no, I just, I just believed it. Because Mormons just believe. And I don't want this to be like an anti, anti-Mormon thing at all because I've no. seen a lot of LDS people and Mormons surprised. Like, Amazing, doing amazing stuff right now. Donating a lot of money, which is not a popular thing. Mormon, that sounds so, I'm generalizing. That's the problem. That's the problem right now. Too, stereotypes like, are stereotypes for to, a reason, but that doesn't always make them okay. Uh, yeah, and like we try to generalize as much as we can so that we can understand stuff. But like usually it's, they give 10%. That's a large donation too. They generally give 10% of their finances to the church as a whole. And because of that, there's not a whole lot of money left over to give to other charities, right? And so I'm, it's not a... At least it feels that way. Yeah. 10 percent's a, a shizload of money. I know some people who left the church and they're like, my new tithing money is for alcohol. <laughs> like, well, and then you go, that's a, that <laughs> that's a lot of alcohol. That's a lot. 
Depending uh, well, on depending your paycheck. On what, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, what, what did your friends do for a living? <laughs> well, they made about a thousand dollars a month. I'm like, hundred dollars. That's not too bad. It's yeah. about right. How they pay rent. But so growing up, I just believe that I like, and I don't want to make excuses. I don't want. I don't want this to come across where I'm like passing the blame off. I just want everyone to know where I'm coming from, yeah. like from a lot of things. So Plus I literally how we thought, grew up and yeah. it influenced how we are still. I thought that black people were um, were cursed, but that in 1978 the curse was lifted. <laughs> so everything right. was so everything was good. Like you know what I mean. Um, and then you also have quotes by Spencer W. Kimball uh, in refer- reference to Native Americans, which not to like. We we need to do stuff for Native Americans too. Like, yeah. I was thinking, I'm scared of giving reparations away because I feel like we'll do it exactly like we did what we did in the Native Americans. We'll go, hey, here's some land back, and then we're never going to talk about this ever again. Do you mean again. financial reparations? Correct. Yeah. Like uh, D- Dave Chappelle on the Chappelle Show. I just watched a clip with my buddy. Uh, I really like Dave Chappelle, by the way. Um, he uh, on the Chappelle Show. He had a whole episode that was. Let's see. I'm losing my train of thought because I'm on a podcast. Um, Hang on here. Dave Chappelle is in whiteface when he's talking about it. Um, Why did I just lose it all? I saw this just a few days ago. I've seen a lot of whiteface Dave Chappelle things. (laughs) Oh, that's true. So, like, it makes it harder for me to, like, guess which one it is. Okay. He's talking about reparations. There's a whole episode about reparations. And, like, basically he's hypothetically having a scenario where he gives financial reparations to black people but he's making fun of how like they would spend that money on like waiting in line at kfc and all kinds of things like oh like like everyone's gonna have their own opinion i think of what he's actually saying um but i think it's worth a watch to think about like why he would make fun of all that well, I also want to say, like, I think reparations are fine. Happy to happy to pay whatever taxes for those reparations. Literally, what scares me is, all right, racism solved. Yeah, Good. we we paid you guys off. Here's your hush money. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's very possible Dave Chappelle was making fun of that. that yeah, right. Um, because like, that because I go back to we we already have one example of that where we did literally that. How often do we talk about about Native Americans? Almost never. Never. Why? Almost never. Why? Because we put them onto the reservations, like, and we yeah. never talk to them again. Yeah, like national park stuff or or reservations. That's I feel like the only time it ever comes up. Yeah. Or the uh, casinos. Or Not, casinos. But I, I also recently don't because of the coronavirus. And this shouldn't be like the the suffering Olympics. I don't want to turn it into that because <laughs> uh, that's been something that I've been struggling with though. Is like we all have finite amount of time. Where do we put all of that time? Because. If people really, I'm going to challenge, my wife's going to be pissed at me. I'm going to challenge anyone that's in my wife and my income tax bracket. We're still, we're donating money. <laughs> we're like, we've donated not a very, like, honestly, not very much. Like Compared to what we make. Pro, yes, compared to what we make. We went kind of a little too, I, I feel like we're bragging right now. We <laughs> went kind of a little too hard last year in donations. <laughs> For friends um, who are going through cancer, which yeah. is... They're um, close to you, and that's understandable and amazing. Thank you. But, and, and not just that, because I don't want my can- like any of my friends who have cancer to listen to this and be like, oh, now I feel guilty. Oh. <laughs> we, we, I made a lot of poor decisions. Not poor. There weren't poor decisions. What sucks about it is like, I'm still happy I did it. It just put us into a financial situation. Um, 
that now I'm regretting because of the mm. financial state that we're in right now. Not Katie and I, just like the United States and the potential of the crash in the market. Anyways, yeah. so all of this to say, uh, anyone <laughs> in our income tax bracket, we're willing to donate ten thousand dollars to uh, to different um, to the Justice for All. Is that what's it called? Equality, EJ, EJI. Mm. The Equal Justice Initiative? I can't remember. I feel like an idiot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Equal Justice Initiative. Oh, good. I remembered it. Mm. Anyways, um, but you have to be in our income tax bracket. Mm. And the reason that I'm doing that is, and Katie and I are still going to be donating money, so nobody worries. If people really care about changing this, really care, if you really care about anything, usually it's, I will die for that thing that I really care about. Yeah. So just, just, just to help everyone kind of reel their wokeness, including myself, reel their wokeness and then also their virtue signaling a little bit back until you are willing to give up all of your resources. I don't want you to pretend like you like, and I also don't want to make this a thing where it's like, and then people pull away. They're like, well, if that's the expectation of me, no, I'm just saying if you really, this goes back to my thing on the, the topic of abortion. If you really care about a thing, you will dedicate all of your life to doing whatever that thing is. If you really care, I care. I care enough about. Like this is gonna sound so bad, but I just want to have a very open, honest discussion. I care about this. Currently, we'll see how much more. <laughs> I care about this about a thousand dollars worth, and dedicating my time to to different things. Yeah. Um, and that's where we're at right now. It could be more. Like as we get more money paychecks we can be giving a little bit of that away too and it will increase over time but i'm tired to see like the, the reason is i'm just tired of everyone pretending like they're the best and everyone thinking that they know exactly exactly what the situation is and how it's going to be resolved because the only re resolutions i've seen so far have come from uh the the, the guy that i was talking i can't remember his name he was on the bill simmons podcast but he dedicates his entire life to this um, what he works on is getting union contracts changed so that police aren't protected when they do something like this. Because unions, obviously... Policing the police. Yeah, policing the police. Um, Barack Obama had a plan that was ignored uh, that he created back in 2014, I want to say, whenever Ferguson happened. 2014. Um, and then didn't get enacted because we got a new president. Um, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> I think like yeah. the times are interesting right now financially though, like, or I guess in terms of prioritizing finances. And, Everyone just got twelve hundred dollars for free. Get exactly. that away. So, so one thing I want to talk about regarding myself is when I knew I was going to get that stimulus check weeks, weeks and weeks before I got it. Um, I had like heard of the idea of donating it, especially if you were, like, had good job security, were financially stable, um, and. I think this is very possibly most people, because most of us are selfish, not always in a bad way, but selfish nonetheless. When I first heard some people talking about donating some or all of their stimulus check that they didn't need, um, I initially reacted internally with like, but, but that's mine. Um, and, that's uh, interesting. I, I did have to think about it for a couple of days before I was like, that is bullshit and stupid and selfish in a terrible way that is part of the reason our world is in the mess that it's in is because I'm not willing to share like what I am being given that I don't need. 
I think a lot of times people don't think about an issue like COVID or Black Lives Matter until it affects them. Correct. And so today I had this realization that this could affect me in a really big way someday because I have a younger brother and sister who are half black. (laughs) To think that I could lose them because of a justice system that is broken is really, really hard. And not everyone can say that they have family that is. And I really feel for those people that do. Like, I don't want to make this sound like I have it worse than anybody else that I know. Like, it is hard to be a minority in the United States, Mm -hmm. especially if you're black and you have to teach your children and your siblings and your family and your friends that, like, you need to act a certain way around the police because you could lose your life in an instant, not because of their the color of their skin, but because of the way that things are set up where police just act too, I don't know, they just Aggressive. act too quickly, too quickly and don't think it through. And it's, so it's literal prejudice, yeah. prejudging. And I was thinking about this today. I'm like, I will never experience like as much racism or prejudice against like who I am compared to like my siblings. And that's really hard for me because they're only 12 and 10 and they're just super innocent and cute and fun. And it's like someday they will feel more than I've ever felt. Hmm. My little sister already experiences this and in school, she wants to be homeschooled because of it. Wow. And so it's like, it makes me hurt so much. Where is she living? Dixon, California. It's a really small town, but they probably should have stayed in Davis. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I just don't know. Goes. Yeah, like I just don't know like how to help them right now. Yeah. Um, like we're doing a lot of things for my little sister, like getting her books that have like "You're worthy, you matter," all these things to like lift her up. But it's like it shouldn't be that way. Like you are a human being, <laughs> you should be loved, mm. and you've done nothing wrong. You're such a little girl. Like I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. No part of. What I've been thinking about lately is like, I I made a Facebook post about it, um, and I I don't know that I'll get into much detail about everything in there, but I thought about the idea of changing the world and how optimistic I was in high school about how possible it was to change the world. Like they hype you up as a teenager, you it just feels like yeah I can change the world, and I kind of had the perspective back then and part of it I think is also because of my my Mormon upbringing thinking about changing the world with Jesus and whatnot also but uh like the concept of changing the world um has made me feel inadequate in a way because the massive scale of that is literally impossible and so I've kind of had to think about what does it actually mean to change the world in a realistic rational sense and I like I wrote all about how it, it starts with you. Like the best way to change the world is, is to change yourself. Like there, I'm sad in situations like the one we're in right now, seeing people like George Floyd die because like part of it is probably white fragility, feeling sad and hurt and offended. But a lot of it is, 
I feel like I'm helpless. Like I, I don't know what to do. I feel like I have very little power to create actual change. And that's all the more reason we have to do it together. Yeah. And I, th I think though that you are not to like boost up your, your white fragility. I, I think you're <laughs> like, I think you are doing, and I think a lot of people are quite honestly. And that's why I say like, when you go on social media and you see someone say white people know that they're generalizing, like it's not directed at you unless they literally tag your name. You know what I mean? Like if someone's yeah. like Eric or white people like Eric, this, 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 then you like can feel, then you can feel attacked because you yeah. literally are being attacked. Whether it's valid or what's not, that feeling is valid. Yeah. And what's happening right now is the the generalization that we as a people have been putting on minorities for the entire time the United States has been around uh, and quite literally the entire history of the world. Uh -huh. So, and I've seen posts like this where it's like, you're tired, you feel bad. Just imagine how like they, they've been, that how they've been feeling all the time. Once again, if they're generalizing, I can totally get behind that. Like, because I was feeling that way. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And people were getting annoyed that I was asking, like, what, what can I do? Because like, we're already donating money. We're already reading books. Not March. We haven't marched. We will. I don't, like, I don't, I'm just not, not, a big, not a big marching guy. Not, 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 even if it, if it were for white people, I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's not something that has ever interested me. But I feel like it's something I need to do because... It's just, I'm all about unifying. Like, wherever we can unify, I still go, I still stand by this thought that I've been having over the last three months. There's 2.5% of the world on the left that sucks and does not represent most of the left. And then there are 2.5% on the right that suck and do not represent the rest on the right. And then all of us in the middle with our varying opinions, where we really all care about those same th three things I've already talked about, life and prosperity for us, for others, and then helping out others. Most of us care about that. And we're, 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 we're letting that bother us. Like we're letting that, like we know if you're a rational, emotional human being, you know that what's going on is wrong. And when you see how people are reacting to it, let them react to it. You don't need to come in with all lives matter, police lives matter. We are already agree on that. We already agree that, that, that that's an important thing. I don't want cops getting killed. Nobody wants that. But a big, and I'm, this is probably going to be the most controversial thing I'll say, the big difference between a cop and a black person, one of those people chose that occupation. Hmm. And being a black person is not an occupation. Yeah. Being a black person is be, being born. You, you don't choose Like literally being born. There's nothing like, about choosing. So how, how lucky, and, and as an as an, I'll just come full out now. As an atheist agnostic, understanding how the odds, the odds of life itself are so low. Like think of, <laughs> think of all of the, think of all the ejaculate <laughs> ever, ever created in the world. And we yet, we only have 7 billion people right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of the specific sperm cells that were like, I was a specific one. I had to be a specific one that made it through that specific egg to get my consciousness. Anyways, all of that to just say, looking at it from an atheistic standpoint as opposed to like, oh, we have life after this. So George Floyd, he's in heaven now if some people want to believe that. Like, no, no, he's dead. He's yeah. dead. And someone took that away from him. And he's never going to get it back. His daughter is never going to have him back again. Uh, 
I, I feel like maybe that's why I'm a little bit more, uh, it's easier for me to accept whenever people die because I don't have that idea that like there's something after this for, for people to go to. But all of, all of that to say. Easier um, to accept death? Is that what you're saying? Oh, it's not easier to accept. It's harder to accept death. But okay. like it's e- it's easier for me to be very, very upset by that death. Because oh. I think oh, yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. of people for sure. like, can find a silver lining. Yeah. Uh, essentially where it's like, eh, well, you know, they'll, 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 they'll have life after this. And so like, no, it's gone. It's gone. Well, I, it's gone. I re- never coming back. <laughs> I remember growing up and going to funerals and how people were commenting how like when they commented about how great it was to know that they would see their loved ones again, sometimes they would follow that up by saying, and it's so sad that people don't believe that. Um, and I, like, I understand that sentiment, that feeling, um, but I'm, I'm on the same page as you. And consequently, like, since death feels so final to me, I, I think I'm probably a little bit more angered or hurt or just sad by when people die. Yeah, because as much as I don't want to go to prison... I think I'd rather be in prison than die. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who've been to prison like, nope, you'd, you'd rather die. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, you'd rather die. I'm like, I don't know. I Consciousness is being able to think is such a powerful thing. Yeah. Like Stephen Hawking, not to, I'm sorry, this is kind of tangential a little bit. Uh, we're talking about death now, as, <laughs> as Eric and I often do. Uh, <laughs> um, with with like someone like Stephen Hawking, where it's all he had was his brain. And was able to live, like, his brain was in a body prison, in a sense. Couldn't really do a whole lot yeah. besides think and communicate. Yeah. So uh, all, all of that just to say, like, I, I, I value consciousness so, so highly. Anyways. Um, I, speaking of, I think, like, I'm, to be totally honest, I'm very optimistic about what I'm seeing. Online. Me too. Like that's what's been it. Like I was really, really sad, really like confused at like how to feel and everything. But like people are pissed off. People are waking up also. Yeah. Like people are being called out. And not only are they being called out, myself included, um, but they're recognizing it as being an accurate, necessary call out. Like, oh, like it might take them a couple days, but like my Facebook feed personally, and I'm one guy with, you know, a select group of people like is generally very positive where people are communicating and genuinely listening to each other and saying like, Hey, I, I recognize I don't know a lot. I'm studying. And it maybe if they're not studying, they're asking, what should I study? And I love it. Like I, I feel vi- like I get on Facebook now and I don't get on a ton anyway. I even was like on a Facebook fast for a, a good while before all this happened. Um, but like Facebook is almost a pleasant place in a weird way now. Not in some ways, of course it's not, but it is. You be- have better friends than I do on Facebook. I'm seeing so many people like support, it. support good, yeah. positive change as well as internal personal change. Like admitting, I don't know this, or this is a book I think I need to read. And I encourage my friends to read it also. Like, and, and maybe it's because the, the people who oppose everything going on are being more quiet. And I, granted, I do see some posts that are opposing the protests. And like, I did see something posted about Candace Owens. And I, because I care about listening to both sides, I did listen to Candace Owens. Uh, I disagree with just about everything. Uh, 
including how she used her facts. She did use facts, and those facts are important to know about, but I, I don't agree with how she used them. But, it, but it's still important to, on my, in my opinion, to listen to what those kinds of people are saying, because if we have any hope of changing their minds, we have to know where they're coming from. What I, what I didn't like about the Candace Owen thing is, is something that like scares me on both the left and the right. And I don't know how this became a political thing where it's like left. Well, to be fair, a lot of my conservative friends, though, to be, to be quite honest, that are surprising me with how positively they're responding. There is like that, once again, that small niche of people that are posting as many Blue Lives Matter, posting as mm. many this white person was killed, posting. Anyways, like, cool. I'm so glad that you have uh, any conversation or subject matter. There is going to be a, 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 it's not an exception. Exception's not the right word. There's going to be a, a similar story that happened to a less disenfranchised group of people. Right. I understand that. Bad, thing ha bad, bad things happen all the time. Um, but what I, I didn't like about Candace Owens' thing is that be careful who your saviors are. Like, be careful mm -hmm. who you're... Be careful who the people who you're holding up on both sides, because this will be another unpopular thing I'll say. Not everyone on the left is communicating in an effective way. No. Not everyone on the left is doing things in a constructive way that is going to build things up. And I'm not even talking Correct. about protests. I don't. I don't. I'm not even I, I, looting. Yada yada yada. Honestly, I don't really care. Um, I completely agree, though. Like let let. Whatever's happening with the looting, whatever. What was interesting is I was thinking about going to the Salt Lake protest last Saturday, and then uh, Sunday. I'm glad I didn't, because Sunday the Black Lives Matters movement disavowed the protest. Like, yeah, we didn't have a protest schedule. Oh, and I was just like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Anyways, but be careful with who your saviors are. Be careful who you're lobbing on, because back to the relative suffering thing. <sighs> In even in the black community, there are people who suffer way more than others. Yeah. So, trying to think of how tactfully to say this. What's going to happen? So, just because someone is black, and this goes to the Candace Owen point, like I'll use Candace Owen as the person that I'll sacrifice because most <laughs> people are, oh yeah, because it's a conservative, yeah, it's a con because it's a conservative point of view, yeah, absolutely. Candace Owens does not have any valid points. Right. <laughs> But just because somebody is black does not mean that they have the answers, and it does not mean that they've actually gone through any real suffering. Now, at the same time, that should not take away from the message that is going on as well. I just, I just wanted yeah. to say that, like the be careful thing, because I've seen these people coming out of the woodwork. I'm like, uh, I know you really, really, really well, grew up with you. You you were revered by the community, revered like always growing up. You had a more special place than a lot of other people. Interesting. So I I don't understand where you are the person who's wants to be like the face of this. <laughs> like anyways, huh. anyways, that sounds really bad. White people too, because um, what I've noticed is not only do you have the race issue, but you also have the um, economic financial i should say like the financial problems with the system as well yeah um because so, the poorer you are oh man i have i feel like i'm saying words so bad the poorer and blacker you are <laughs> the worse like your your life is and then the more money you have the more affluence that you obtain throughout your life or if you're born into affluence 
just generally speaking, money is really factor number one. The more money you have, the better your life is, the poorer you are, the worse. And then mm-hmm. I think a close, very close second, maybe 1A, 1B is race. Because for whatever reason, how we designed everything in this nation, um, probably because it was created by white people, <laughs> it, all, it, it, favors, it favors white people it and educated, uh, that's not the right word, and education. Because at the time, we weren't letting, in the 1800s, 1700s, we weren't letting any education be, be given to, um, to many people. And then for some reason, that has like kind of continued on where we still kind of limit a lot of things. Our public education system in inner cities, like for some reason is terrible and I don't know why. It's because the people in that community are taxed and if they don't make that much yeah. money, then they can't put that money into the community. Like, so it's just like, you're it's just funded stuck. By oh, gotcha. You're just stuck in this um, very underfunded education because mm-hmm. of the people that are taxed. There's a great... Uh, video I saw multiple Facebook friends posts about four minutes long about like a, a poorly animated uh, motion graphic video about white privilege explaining it and it mentioned that point specifically that schools are funded by the taxes that are taken out of like residents in a specific area around that school and so if you're in a black area that is also poor then not only are your teachers being paid less at the school for that area but like that also means that teachers aren't applying for that job as much. Like the, the best teachers, like the, the amount of competition for good teachers along with good competition for good everything else doesn't exist. I um, actually did a report on this in college a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the education gap more has to do with the fact that it's um, an underprivileged, underfunded education than it is race. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, people just seem to mesh those two together because it it's easier that way. Right. But also it's like hmm. usually people that are not from wealthy communities are also minorities. Yes. There's a correlation there. Enough yeah. of a correlation that it does make a difference. But people don't really focus on that. They just focus on um, people's ethnicity. Right. And the cool thing that the LA mayor just did was take don't know if I agree with taking it all away, but he took $150 million, I believe, that was supposed to go to the like police and is now investing it in black neighborhoods. Wow. So did not know this. That's cool. Yeah, it is. I have no problem with that. Like that's like the weird thing too. Like, you know how people always complain like it seems to be like I, I don't know how to say this without sounding racist. Like basically what I'm saying is racist points of view that I don't actually believe, just so that people understand. <laughs> my confusion but uh the the very common thing that white people say about food stamps welfare and things like that to your point where you're like that 1200 dollars stimulus we all got who paid who paid for that taxpayers paid for that and then the highest paying taxpayers although some of them got business loans and anyways it's very convoluted <laughs> but anyways all of that to say you that's not your money yeah. Like you didn't, but then some people could retort like, well, I paid $10,000 in taxes last year. So I just got 1200 of it back. And they, they would argue you're, you're pushing for socialism at this point. Exactly. That's <laughs> like, I'm like, and the thing that I have realized the most because of COVID, 
not because of this situation that's going on right now, is people love socialism. Yeah. They just love it when it benefits them. Exactly. As long as it's benefiting <laughs> them, socialism's great. Uh. When they start to see it help other people and not help themselves. Anyways, all of this to say, like, I am more than happy. Take my tax, like, even tax me more. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as I can continue, like, the, well, that's a slippery slope. What if they tax you 90% of your income? I'm just like, is everyone else getting taxed 90% of their income? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Like, so everyone only has 10. Th- 90% the, the, is definitely yeah. too much, but, no, I, the, but I know what you're but, saying. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they'll make it as economically feasible as possible. No one's ever going to charge 90 yeah. Anyway, happy to pay extra taxes so that those programs can uh, benefit. Like, let's take some away from, you know how many bombs we need? I'll tell you exactly how many bombs we need. We need approximately one that you detonate in the atmosphere and you destroy the entire world. Yeah. So you really (laughs) only need one. No, no, no. You need two bombs. You need one to set off and then the other one is a deterrent. So (laughs) anyways, sorry. All of this to say, we're spending so much money on defense that we don't really need to be spending on defense that can go other places. Like I see money that's being spent with my tax dollars. I'm just like, do we really need that? Like, how many? Like, we can fight all of our wars with drones now. So much about taxes need to be reformed, though. Yeah, I don't like, even know how. I don't like, even know. Certainly, that contributes how. to some of the problems we're talking about right now. But, but that's also the nuance of the problem we're talking about right now is that so many problems are compiling together to like add to this one problem. And technically, you could also argue this one problem, like all the racial issues we have, are contributing to those other problems right back. Like that's, that's why it feels so impossible to change the world and why I have been thinking very much about how can I change me? Because once I change me, I think it'll be easier to understand how to change everything else. I think that they do need to put money into the police system, like, because they They lack the training. They they, lack the training. They didn't take all the money away. Okay. Not not for that reason, but like just in general, like they need to train these officers one, to not be um, racist or prejudiced or any of that. Mm-hmm. And two, to like know how to, uh, I don't know, like behave, de-escalate. In, those, yeah, de-escalate. behave in those situations. Yeah. Because like we had a friend that we were talking to and he was saying that he like was training next to this. Um, yeah, keep going. I just had a thought. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. He was doing like firearm training and um, this officer had said like, yeah, they don't actually want us to do this. I just do this on my own time. You have to get certified every so often, but you don't have oh. to get trained regularly to get like... And the certification's very easy. Yeah. So wow. anyways, just a side note. Like, I think that there are so many Should issues. Should we say which city? Las Vegas, just so everyone knows. Like Las <laughs> Vegas Police Department. <laughs> there are so many issues. It's just like, where do we even start? Yeah. Well, I... Uh, I did martial arts for a while, and one of the schools that I went to currently teaches their kids the idea of verbal jujitsu. And, like, especially since they focus on helping kids, like, that's a great thing. How do you de escalate, or if somebody's bullying you, how do you jujitsu them with your words? Interesting. Um, and I think that's something that cops could absolutely learn to do. And then just give them a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Don't even have to use words. That would. That might either work wonderfully or, or get terribly. you totally beat up. <laughs> because not only are cops racist, they're also homophobic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Like, I also don't want this to come across as a cop bashing thing either because I do agree with all those people out there. Not all cops are bad. But you want to know what? In my, and I'm white. 
But in my interactions with cops has been a rainbow of different attitudes and personalities. One who was a couple who were complete dicks and assholes. And then some of the most pleasant people that I've ever shared time with. Yeah. Like, it's just, I understand, but the de- to the de-escalation point, like, teaching them how to de-escalate, could you imagine in any other jo- law, uh, like line of work if you were, like, just swearing at people, yelling at them, like, trying to, like, when has yelling ever worked for anything except to scare and intimidate? That's the equivalent of saying calm down when exactly. it, it would be exactly. better with verbal jujitsu to literally calm them down. Like, the calm down isn't something you tell them to do. It's something you literally have to help them do. Imagine that every single person that you're approaching, and I know that police officers are like, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for training us on how to do this. You have no idea what it's like. But like, just imagine like every single person has had terrible experience with police in the past. Just imagine it that way. It's going to be a lot easier. You be cautious and everything. Like, I don't, I, and, and you want to know why I, I don't have to deal with being a police officer? I didn't choose that as my occupation. <laughs> so you can't tell me don't get on me when I'm criticizing you for how poorly you're doing your job because there's a reason I chose not to do that job. Hear me getting angry right now? Because I know that I have that anger <laughs> tendency in me. Not to say that I would ever kill because I have a hard time killing bugs and animals, depending on the bug. Especially, mm. Remember that little mouse I killed? <laughs> and like how hard, like, did you watch me kill it? No, you were crying afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Anyways, anyways, like like there there's a there's a there's a reason is all I'm saying. Like I don't even know. I would probably let someone kill me. Who knows? In the heat of heat of an argument or a battle or whatever. But that's not even what we're talking about. Like no, we're not, not talking. Like true. you know what I don't want to see anymore is I wish I feel so bad not knowing people's names. Uh, autistic child and his friend or his caregiver was there with him. And the autistic kid would not get rid of the... If you guys saw the video, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think I did. Did not want to give up his toy fire truck. And the black caregiver is trying to calm the police down because all they see is something in his hand. And he's laying on the ground with his hands up and they shoot him. The kid? No, 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 no. They, oh. shoot, the, they shoot the caregiver. And he dies. Um, I want to make sure that that's an accurate story. I am very like I just remember the video. I might be adding some of the details, but I just remember him laying on the ground with his hands up and them shooting him. And I'm just like, that that seems like a no brainer right there. Like I don't even understand how Regardless that happened. If it's true, it's unfor- it unfortunately feels believable right now. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> like um, I know I know again this is not a police bashing thing, and I know there are a lot of police. Miami Police 2016. Oh, there you go. I know there are a lot Shooting of... Shooting of Charles Kinsey. A mental health therapist was shot by n- police in North Miami, Florida. Kinsey had been retrieving his 23-year-old patient with autism, Arnaldo Rios. Anyways. Hmm. And you can see, like, just looking at the video, he's laying down with his hands up. So, okay. I'm glad and I was that, not lying about that. <laughs> that's before he got shot. You can see that in the image? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, there are so many stories like this. Katie and I didn't even know about it, right? So many like this that are happening have happened and like that's clearly illustrating part of the problem massacre of tulsa like we're not hearing have you guys about heard of the of massacre this? of tulsa no how that so i to be fair that was unfair i i've just recently learned about the <laughs> i learned about it in um my christian history I, i'm class. starting to study it though now like um yeah a little place called black wall street i have heard of black wall street a white man 
uh, some shenaniganry happened when he was there, and then uh, that led to a white mob coming and burning down the town. It was one of the most successful... I want to say, actually, it was the most successful black neighborhood ever in the history of the United States. White people came in, burned it down, killed 300 people. And we're not learning this. And, like, I understand, like, curriculum, you have a certain amount of time that you can teach whatever. But the fact that that isn't just brought up at all, and I'm sure my history teachers listening to this be like, we brought that up. You just weren't listening. I just don't feel like I would miss something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of white people getting together and burning down an entire uh, town. That makes me think of, like you mentioned, the curriculum in classes, in history classes, whatever. That makes me think of how we define the word education. Like Currently, at least based on this specific topic and probably many others, um, we define education as learning, which is frequently also memorization. Like in history class, how much of that is actual learning learning as in putting it into practice something you can do with your life i feel like so history was honestly my worst subject in school my whole life in high school it was always that way in college i even wanted to change that fact about myself that i struggled so much with history that i took a class that i didn't have to take because i was like i want to conquer history i want to figure out how to learn history i still feel like i can't but i think that's part of the reason why is because never ever did i feel like history that we talked about in like my world history class or whatever other classes, European history. I, I, I didn't, part of it, you could blame the teacher, part of it, you could blame me, but I didn't feel like I connected or related enough to it to apply it. This is, this is another hot take from Alex. Cause all we learned about was the Holocaust. Uh-huh. I don't want that to come across that Jews are less important than, than black people are. That's not how I want it to come across. But for whatever reason, that's it. And we learned about Martin Luther King. I don't remember learning about Malcolm X. No. And I don't know why that maybe is. Maybe brushed over. Like we, we'd, we'd spend um, maybe a week on, history was a good subject of mine. Uh, we'd spend <laughs> maybe a week on, um, on black history specifically. And most of it would be around Martin Luther King um, and his marches. And then also the uh, integration of that school in, Ar- in, La- in Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas, was the um, were the two big things that like we would discuss, and then we'd spend maybe because millions of people died in World War II, but we'd spent a, I will never forget all of the Holocaust images that I saw. But yeah, you watch movies. See but pictures. when did I ever see any black images? Mm-mm. Not really. Yeah, we just uh, like the mo- I like I'm getting chills just thinking of it right now. This this is kind of weird. Katie and I have been like watching a lot of like random stuff before this even happened. Um, like it's weird that it all happened at the same time. We were watching this thing, uh, these recording of ex-slaves. So um, it was like the 1920s through the 1940s. Uh, slaves that so they were slaves in the like before the Civil War, um, mm-hmm. but they were young at that time, and then they lived to be like 113. So some of them that lived in slavery for a long time, some of them that were kids in slavery. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah, and it is so weird to hear those stories. It was much worse. <laughs> it was much worse than even like twelve years of a sla- twelve years of slave portrays really? it. Like they start like talking about these stories. I'm like, Jesus of Nazareth, hallowed be thy name. Wow, holy crap! It was hard to listen to, but I also have a hard time listening to or like seeing things that are real. Yeah, like it, just hearing the story that's 
not super bad, but if you like hear their voices mm-hmm. and see the images and like connect the stories to that person, it's really difficult. I mean, it was Hearing really moving though. Yeah. Like it gave me chills. I was like tearing up. Like, and this was even before it was all this a, happened. It was a hundred and sixty years ago. That uh, when did uh, when did the Civil War? It was literally slavery was happening a hundred and sixty years ago. Like how how crazy that is to me in the scale of all of his, of human history. So so think about it. humans have been around. Let's just say let's just say ten thousand years. Mm-hmm. So one hundred sixty years ago is less than one percent of all of human history ago. Oh yeah. And, and Joe Rogan says like a pretty. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily referring to slavery ever, but it's like, yeah, slavery was like three people ago. Yeah. <laughs> like it was literally just like that's, three people ago. Like if you really That's a way of saying it, that two pe- saying it was it two people it ago. Sense. It was two people ago. Yeah. Like my grandpa's grandpa, grandpa's parents. Yeah. yeah so my, my, my grandpa born in 1913. So obviously like his parents would have been around a little bit before then too. Like it's insane, man. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And then I also want to apologize to everybody. Um, I did a lot of like. Here's what's weird. Like I don't know how guilty I need to feel about things. Shame is probably not healthy. Yeah, like but um, I guilty. F- I don't know either. But like I, having a goal of improving is what's most important. I think. So I, I have a lot of shame around um, what I mentioned, where I would ask black people about their experience in the state of Utah and being around Mormons. That's usually like my first question, which yeah. not, it's not my first question. Like I'll get to 10 minutes of like, Oh, where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, what's it like? And maybe that makes me a voyeur uh, or something like that. And that's why it, it comes off wrong. Some people are really good with it. Um, and some people, when I meet them, it's even way better. I, I go, Hey, so where are you guys from? Cool. How you like Utah? I just say, how you like Utah? Too many, too many white people. And I'm just like, okay, good. I can ask, yeah. I can ask more questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, crap, where was I going with this? But like, most of my racism, honestly, has been um, because I haven't been surrounded by black people in my life. A lot of it was been directed towards Latinos, because like that's just who I grew up around. And I said, I'll, I'll just share the story. This isn't a brag. So I don't want it to come across this. This is the worst racial thing I've ever done in my life, ever. A brag. Literally in my life. But I, I feel like I almost want to be accountable for it. Because you know how like right now, everyone like goes five years back on Twitter, five years back on Facebook, and like, oh, yeah. you're a homophobe. You're a racist. Yeah. Hey, um, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That. Yeah, Kevin Hart. You're, you hate gay people. <laughs> I, like, and I haven't gone through and like deleted the homophobic stuff that I have on my Facebook wall. And the reason is, and it's selfish, to be completely honest, it shows how much I've grown. Like, I love going back to 2008 and looking at the things I was saying about Prop 8 and being like, wow, I am not that person anymore. I am so happy that I had the changes that I've had in my life to get me to where I'm to where I'm at. And that's really how I feel about a lot of politicians, too, depending on what they've done. Mm. (laughs) Like, for example, uh, Ted Kennedy killed a guy, you know, drunk Mm. driving. Right. Chappaquiddick. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways, I like that movie made me cry. Y- you killed a guy. Chappaquiddick. <laughs> Brick killed a guy. Um, anyways, but the this is by far the most racist thing I ever did in my entire life, and I'll never. I'll always. What's crazy about it is I'm happy how visceral a reaction I have whenever I think about it because for some reason it imprinted for forever. Um, I'll just get to it. On a on a school bus, 
uh, I won't say her name, but I remember her name. I remember her face very well. Anyways. And whatever, just some random kid argument going on. And my response was, oh, what? A, I don't. She's anyways, Latino? Anyways, yep. Essentially what I said was, because you're a dirty Mexican. Oh. I just remember saying that, got called into the principal's office, had to apologize, gotten a significant amount of trouble. Anyways, I was nine years old, <laughs> like just to, barely, barely the age of accountability, because um, it would have had to been the third, it would have been like the third or fourth grade, so maybe I was nine or ten. Anyways, and I, I regret saying that so much that I still think about it, not all, not all the time, but like whenever stuff like this happens, and I like do the reflection of Alex's race relations in his life, um, and then another thing that I think of. This isn't me being racist, but um, the most impactful thing I had for my white privilege and when I finally came to an understanding that voices need to be heard and they just want to be heard. And this is going to sound a little condescending, but like in my depression podcast where I was like, people just want to be held. Now that sounds condescending, but that's all you could, you, the, the synonym for that is people just want to be loved. It's a human need though. People just want to be There's loved. There's nothing wrong with wanting it. And I was on my mission in Mexico and shopping. I remember exactly where I had been there for two. It's once again, it's strange the things we remember, like, and how well we remember specific things. Like I can't tell you a whole lot of specific besides me watching a man be beaten to death on my mission. Anyways, not important, not important to the story. Um, (laughs) Feels important now, but we believe you. Anyways, um, (laughs) the, one of the more impactful things shopping at a bodega in a, in Ariaga, Chiapas, uh, someone came up to me and just a little backstory about six months previous in 2010, the Arizona had passed the anti-immigration law, uh, the, the, where essentially it, it allowed police to stop Latinos just for being Latino to see if they were legal or illegal immigrants. Anyways, so we're just shopping. Someone comes up to us, and you know, as a Mormon missionary, you're pumped when people come up to you. Oh, totally. Pumped. Because you're doing most of the work yep. the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and they, they come up to me, and we're just talking for a little bit, like, oh, yeah, 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 Americanos, because my companion was white, too. And they finally get to the, their point, their, their thesis. Por qué no nos quieren allí? I know my Spanish isn't great, but it was essentially, why don't you want us there? Um, and it was ustedes too. It wasn't, um, so with the word here that could mean like they, or you pe like you people. Mm-hmm. And they use the ustedes form, which means they were grouping me in with it too. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is how, this is how people feel. Like this is once again, going back to the generalization thing, it's just what the optics, what people can see is reality. Perception is reality. As people have said, billions of times for better and worse yeah and the perception of that person was i hated them and that made me feel so terrible i wasn't i was mad at them i'll be honest for a little bit i was mad at them until i came to the realization later on that day i was like no it's like once again they just why don't you like me was essentially what they're what they're asking and like porque no nos quieren uh works in two ways like why don't you want us but also why don't you love us Mm. um but it was just it hurt, and then um, kind of moving into the next 
like that's not really a story, but like, and, and I think about all of the proselyting that I did on my mission and the fearlessness I had in like opening my mouth and talking about things, talking about God uh, preaching his, his evangelio, evangelio preaching his gospel. Why, why have I been so silent on like a number of other issues? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and then the Mormon community, once again, has been doing really, really well, except for what I've noticed is it seems to be more people, people who probably don't have a lot of experience with minorities, like because of based on where they live. Um, those LDS people seem to be struggling with this pretty significantly. Um, like, what do you think Jesus, like Jesus, and I know that people get annoyed with this, like Jesus was hanging out with in air quotes sinners like all the time and so whenever i hear somebody go well you know george floyd committing a bunch of crimes Mm -hmm. jesus died right next to a fucking thief yeah and forgave him and welcomed him into his kingdom so why do why do white police officers have more of a right to judgment than Jesus Christ himself. More authority. And more authority than Jesus Christ himself had. Like, I don't understand why we can't make that connection. And I hate weaponizing, because this is a criticism fairly regularly of the podcast, is that I weaponize people's religions um, against them. Not my fault. But, um, <laughs> like, this, this is what... Unfortunately, I grew up for 23 years believing this. I have a pretty good handle on what we're supposed to believe. Anyways, um, and that's been probably, like, the most frustrating thing is seeing all of these people who preach love regularly uh, not wanting to to figure out a way that we can all because we all can live in harmony like we can do it can i myself make everyone want to do that no like that was satan's plan like sometimes i i wish that we would have satan's plan because then you wouldn't have issues like this and i think life would still be fun like even if like you were compelled to make the right choices all the time i think you i still think there's still a lot of fun well, to be had in the world, even if you're compelled to make the right choices. Anyways. It, in, yeah. In some ways that hits close to home because of some recent changes I've been going through. I talked to you on the phone about them last time I talked to you, actually. And it's, if I'm being completely honest, it's part of the reason I feel like I'm also waking up as much as I believe I should regarding racism is because dur- the act of quarantining made me go through some personal changes before all of these protests and riots became a thing to talk and think about. So being raised in Utah, how was it that your parents approached the subject of racism or the subject of like different races? Um, Well, if it was talked about either by my parents or my society, it was either the, the general idea of, you know, everyone's equal, we should treat them equally or like, Sometimes the doctrinal thing Alex, Alex was talking about, about why black people are black and how they were cursed because of how they lived in the life before. So it's like two opposite things kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, like, I, like, I hate, I don't want <laughs> this to be, I don't want this to turn, it's just because we have this shared um, lineage, right? But like, and I know that Katie just asked you about Utah, like what's really hard about this, I'm like, I'm not. And the church is getting oh, better. Let's give credit to yeah, them there. way better. Although... That doesn't mean it's good. Anyways. But it's, it's getting better, and I want to recognize don't want to get that. Fired. Don't want to get fired, but like... <laughs> I'll take any form of improvement whatsoever that's true. No, over no, none. No, that's fair. I'll take it. I won't even say anything. No, that's good. Because I, I did have issue with a certain thing that was a statement that was sent out. <laughs> I did but too. 
But 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 to your point, they're talking about it. We need to stop, and that, that and that's a, a, a huge problem that I have. I'm always so nitpicky with things, but now that I see all these people nitpicking every single thing, I go, mm. man, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> well, everyone on like, every side. Like, I'm like I'm like Jesus Christ. These people are trying. These people are trying. They're gonna they're gonna fumble. They're going to say the wrong thing. Their best they're might gonna, suck. Yeah, but, but it's still their best. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, right? We have um, to recognize the humanity in people changing. Like, we don't want to be told to calm down, but we feel very inclined to tell other people to calm down. We desperately want to be listened to, but we're not always listening to everyone else. Like, yeah, we have to recognize their, their humanity, which includes how f- absolutely flawed they are and how slow they are to change. Do you think all men are created equal? That is a whole philosophical conversation. <laughs> For next time, right? <laughs> so what have you done with your time now that you've kind of like had this introspective, I don't know, um, thought of you need to change kind of thing? Yeah. So one thing I told Alex on the phone, I remember saying it to Alex and him being like, wow, that was, I don't know if you said it was profound, but I remember saying it just to say it. And when you said it was profound, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> what was it? Um, I said, uh, I don't, I'm not in a current state where I just want my nature to change. I genuinely feel like my nature is changing. Like it, it's not just a hope anymore. And that, that actually feels fantastic. It, it, it feels very liberating, liberating in an interesting way. And even though it, like, it is largely contributing on my perspective now with race. Some people would say I'm becoming woke because of um, this change that I went through, but it actually was purely a self-analysis on who I have been basically my whole life. Uh, it's a combination of nature and nurture because the society I grew up in basically, I at least felt it encouraged my behavior to be that way, but also it's in my nature to be agreeable, which at its core is generally the idea of avoiding conflict. Uh, it, it includes other things as well, but like consequently people have basically my whole life perceived me as being the very nice guy like he's so nice but avoiding conflict actually doesn't necessarily mean you're nice is the thing but so so i've had to wrestle with that idea and the reason i said my nature is literally changing is because i can feel that i'm becoming disagreeable fairly quickly not not necessarily very disagreeable but the agreeableness that i used to have I feel, I physically feel that disappearing. Like when you have a strong feeling towards whatever someone's saying that you need to feel disagreeable kind of thing. I'm willing to speak up more than I was. uh, But granted, I still sometimes might take a little bit of time thinking how to respond uh, to people because I, I still want to avoid confrontation specifically or arguments, I guess. Um, but conflict is not inherently a bad thing. And I just, I guess I take my time to think about it. Like, how can I talk to them about this? What words can I use before I speak up? Because that's going to determine, like the way we start is going to, to determine how we end the conversation also. Do you have an opinion on how dialogue should be occurring right now? I know you're not the expert and I know that you're not the leader of any, (laughs) any, any major groups, but like, 
that's that's been my that's been my biggest struggle like the entire time is just like yeah i'm more than happy to talk but uh the minute you just start shitting all over me i'm out like so cool like i still agree with most of the The things that you're saying but yeah i don't know well even when people who i agree with start like berating the other side exactly i'm out i have found my i don't want to be part of that i found myself when i'm communicating with people on the far right being polar opposite liberal and then when I'm talking with my liberal friends, I find myself not polar opposite conservative because I feel like polar opposite conservatives is let the black people die. <laughs> but like I find I kind of like contrarian to like these little things because I, I uh, and the reason that I ask this is because dialogue is important. And I think the communication and discussion of ideas is important, but talking without action ends up being nothing. And I know that a lot of people are probably going to say, here's what I've been seeing. Like, well, let's see how the vote goes. I am, dude, I am so excited like, for, for this year, <laughs> for this election, because you want to know what's collected? Everyone's data on a vote. We will know every single race, every single age, every single... What's, what's terrifying, though, is that because of how disenfranchised uh, the black community has been, and with felonies, obviously, I think Florida was trying to reverse their because criminals can't vote because, fe- yeah, criminals that have felonies can't vote. Um, so that's super, un- maybe it's super, there's a lot of white criminals out there too who won't be able to vote for, so maybe that's a good thing, but still disproportionate and thus likely disproportionate. Well, it, it's just disproportionate from the start because how many white people are there in the United States? And then, like, you know what I mean? So just like from a sheer numbers, there's way, there's more white people than there well, are black. Well, disproportionate percentage-wise, though. Disproportionately black. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, when you're talking about disproportionately black when it comes to felonies. And, yeah. C- c- correct. Yeah. Um, but what I'm excited about is seeing those numbers to see what the increases are compared to midterms and then also to the election of 2016. Because... Uh. I cannot wait. And I know that everyone's going to have their I voted sticker. By the way, you can get an I voted sticker and not vote. Just, <laughs> I, and I know that most people vote. I know that most people probably, probably do vote. But like we got our mail-in ballots and it has like the little I voted sticker. Like, it's like, wow, this is how the world has become? Like You send the mail-in ballot like, so people can show off that they voted. Anyway. It's the social media world, man. Uh, anyways. It is. And, and That's what social anyway. media has done to us. But when I see those numbers come out, what sucks, though, is then, then we're going to have to generalize. You can't nitpick and call people out I, i'm almost considering taking a picture of my ballot before i like i send it in just so people know like i swear i really did vote mm. uh, and that's the same way that's like something i've been struggling with too like not to get too far away from the vote thing but like the donation thing and like using your time we've been donating a lot of money and i never know campaigns is that what you're talking about no donating to- money to like causes okay. like so I, I saw like a friend of mine don't like hey it's, i didn't donate that much but highly recommend donating to the Equal Justice Initiative, mm-hmm. and that, that's something that Katie and I have already donated to. Yeah. Um, and I was like, should we post? Should like we post our receipt so right. that people know for a fact that we legitimately did it? Because it's really easy just it's to double like, edged pre- sword. Well, yeah, but like exactly because it comes across like, oh, that's super cool. <laughs> Virtue signaling. And you're not better than me just because you donated. <laughs> well, and I feel like there are some people that think that our silence, like my silence, mm. has been a way to signal that I'm not supporting them, but I am. I'm just, mm. I just don't have anything to say because like, of course, so it's a no-brainer. No I am with you guys, 
but I'm not experiencing this. I don't have stories to tell you about this. So like you share if you're black. And Katie, <laughs> and Katie, you don't even have to say I'm with you guys. You can just say I'm with my brother and sister because you literally have a brother and sister who fall into the exact people who are being disenfranchised. Yeah. Like you don't have to say I'm with you. Like, because what, what people always, what's the quickest way to end racism? Get every racist a black friend. Get every racist uh, uh, Davis. Mexican friend. Yeah. Get every, get every, I feel so bad. I, I feel, I sound so racist right now. To get every Asian person, uh, so Japanese, should I, do I have to mention like all no. of them? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I literally don't know how to communicate about this stuff. But get them all. Get, get like, as long as you have a friend, you are way more empathetic towards it. And I've noticed that in my life. Genuine when, friend too, right? When like, I started having gay friends, that is what changed how I felt about 100%. the entire gay, which is sad in a way. But at the same time, with how ubiquitous, there's a big difference between homosexuality and race in the sense that homosexuals choose. Just kidding. <laughs> oh that, just kidding. And that homosexuals can, in a sense, like hide it. Like that's why they have like coming up out of the closet. Like black people don't have like. All right, I'm coming out of the closet. I'm yeah. just so everyone knows I am, in fact, black. Gosh. Like you know what I mean? You're that rare person that looks completely white and is half Dude, black. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I won't name her name either, but like, <laughs> but I, I, sh- I feel like I should talk to her. I'm like, how do you even deal with stuff like this? Because you are half black, but you are blonde hair, blue eyed woman, white woman. Like how, 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 how do you breach something like this? Because obviously, she probably hasn't had to go through a lot of the prejudice stuff but i'm sure she's seen it with her father like i'm sure she's experienced it somewhat in in ways but can she be vocal because she doesn't look the right way like you know what I'm, as stupid as that sounds well, I, I don't know so like about social media though and like how to talk on social media i the book that i bought to start educating myself um is called me and white supremacy and I didn't have to get very far into it to realize what could technically be a fantastic, according to some probably, a fantastic tweet, which is like, I don't know about you, but uh, like the best self-help books right now are the ones about race. Like, you, like, I feel like people would totally soak that up on Twitter and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, preach, man. Yeah. The self-help books are, are about race. Um, but at the same time, like, I think the reason I don't use Twitter is because Twitter to me feels like a one-upping kind of social media platform. Like partly because it's designed to have it like all little feels snippets. that way. It does. All but it Twitter does. feels more that way to me. Like it, it's the sound by like when Joe Rogan had Bernie on his podcast, they they were talking about one of the reasons the debates are so terrible and ineffective is because it's it's all about like blurting out your sound bite that will make you sound electable and and twitter because it's all short form i think technically falls more prey to that than other forms of social media we could use bernie so much right now no offense to joe biden he would destroy like what i still wonder if he would like there's obviously no way to know he he is too hardline of a socialist but right now I feel like he would have more to say. Like Joe Biden didn't march with, didn't march in the '60s. Hmm. 
Bernie Sanders did. There's pic- not pictures he took, yeah. but because like, back then you couldn't take a selfie of yourself at these things. <laughs> um, but like he, you see him there marching. Uh, he has always been for, and I saw something that he posted where it's like, all of the things that I want to do are to help all of these disenfranchised people. Yeah. Um, regardless of color. To be, to be fair, like it's all, it's mainly he's trying to help, uh, he's trying to Robin Hood this shit. And not that his solution's the best, but his point was. Yeah, his, like, what's his point was so, equality. What people have to remember, though, what we want is a figurehead that represents, like, so Trump signed that um, anti the Muslim ban, as it was called. Mm-hmm. He signed that, and then it was revoked by the judges. Presidents have far less power than than we believe unfortunately what trump has done has been fantastic if i like fantastic fantastic no. in the negative sense yeah like fantastical he knows <laughs> how to just keep did you get the yeah to keep people happy that are his base and he, he does a really great job of that but what's unfortunate now is those moderates who elected him because they're just like, well, we like Trump and his economic policies more than Hillary Clinton. We're see- the how he thought tweeting thugs mm. would be a good idea in any way. Like, or the loot, the loot criticize them. The well, starts. no, not a, yeah, that too. Those yeah. two, those two. Like, yeah. I don't know how he thought that would be a good idea. I, I, just so everyone knows, like, and you're all probably going to judge me. Who any conser- like super conservative people out there? Like that statement alone. They stopped listening already. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. They're not even listening to this. Oh, great! It's about black people again. We've heard enough about them. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Um, crap! I forget where it's going with that. Oh, like I'm not, I'm not voting for him. Am I going to vote for Biden? Probably. You want, the reason being is I don't want Trump to win. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the combination of the coronavirus and all of the social situation, well, the social situation we're in right now has revealed. So I subscribe to the New York Times. I don't always agree with them, and I don't like how biased some of their headlines are. I don't like any headlines anymore. Uh, headlines are always clickbait. Um, Why? Like, literally, I just need a headline because so money. I kind of know what's it's going on. It's always money. Damn money. the same thing. <laughs> um, but the New York Times did write something uh, about Trump that w- when I saw it, it was like, ah, this is a way of explaining why I feel about Trump the way that I feel, even if I don't always have proof to feel that way. It was describing that he has illustrated over recent months that he is the kind of person who seeks out conflict. Yes. Well, uh, he's not about peace. Like, granted, he technically you could argue things that he wants are about people and for people and about peace. But I think it's... I, I would be curious to hear any arguments against it, but I don't feel like there's any proof, any way to efficiently argue that he is not in pursuit of conflict nearly all the time. His Twitter is proof of that. Division. And that's, um, not to toot my own horn... I wrote an essay a while back, pretty good one, uh, for college, and I thought it was super um, woke at the time because uh-huh. yeah, I was at BYU mainly. It's the <laughs> it's my it's my argument against the Pledge of Allegiance. Ah. At BYU, that's at gutsy. BYU, yeah, <laughs> got a hundred percent. Really? Um, Did but, you have a woke professor? 
I think it was, it was like, I think it was just like an, it was like a creative, I don't don't remember. I think it was just an easy class, but anyway, or or she was just scared of offending the liberal. (laughs) She was a great teacher. I don't want it to come across like I'm I'm bashing on her. Maybe it was just a good essay, but um, it's the, it's the idea that every, the reason that the Pledge of Allegiance, at best you can argue it's an ideal. It is not a reality in any way, shape or form. Run through it. Pledge the, allegiance to the, the flag. The American flag also isn't necessarily that way. Of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. And this is where I get into my essay part. One nation. Not always true. Does anyone remember the Civil War? There was literally two separate nations. Literally one was called the Confederate States and one was called the United States. So just looking at our history, we have not always been united. And then we have a bunch of states, but that's not as important. Under God, which one? Ah. Uh. Especially because which ones? We, yeah, we have, we have we have the whole idea Hindu was religious community. freedom. Exactly. So exactly. <laughs> if, re- exactly. if it is religious yep, freedom, yep, yep, then yep. which? Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. Great point. One nation under God, indivisible. Uh, Civil war. <laughs> well, and, and and everything else, but like everything. but like very like there's very specific things that have happened in our individual right. with liberty and justice for all is the biggest crock of shit of the entire thing. That is in no way accurate. Liberty and justice for the wealthy, and I really mean that. What like I, I want that to be not about race. Like it really is. The more wealthy you are, the better off things are going to be for you in this nation. And how I know, like the most terrifying line that I have ever heard in a true crime documentary, and I have heard. He wanted to look at our anus in the Michael Jackson documentary. Like, I've heard horrendous things, but the scariest thing, because of how it applies to just all poor people, uh, is the staircase. And the guy goes, man, how do do poor people stay out of jail? I just paid a million dollars to have, like, a really good defense, and that's Mm. the only way that I was able, like, to get out of this. Yep. Like... Liberty and justice for all is in no way an accurate statement. Celebrities get out of trouble all the time. There's a reason OJ got off and George Floyd is dead. Hmm. There's a reason for that. Like, I don't want this to become like a, an anti like black against black thing, but money is a very quality, right? Money is a very real thing that helps people out. I I was just talking with my sister and brother-in-law yesterday about how like regardless, like, Forget what kind of person you are, what skin color, ethnicity, whatever. Uh, but like socioeconomic status, like people in the lower status, no matter who you are, no matter what color you are, sexuality you are, gender you are, you're going to commit more crime. Why? Because sometimes you have to to survive. If you have hardly any money and you bike to work and someone steals your bike, uh, you can't get to work anymore, at least not easily. So how do you feel like you have to compensate for that? Either walk to work every day. Steal and, money for bus. Yeah, like, or, or sneak on public transportation yep. without a ticket. Like, it's all about survival for a lot of people like that. For some fucking reason, we love Jean Valjean. We love that story. We love Les Mis, the stolen loaf of bread story, <laughs> for some effing reason. Maybe it's because Jean Valjean was a white Frenchman. Credit to <laughs> credit to Les Miserables, and what's great, like credit to Les Miserables for having different cast members um, of of different co- colors. But um, I, I just say that because, like, 
why is it that we like it? We like these underdog stories more specifically when it when it's and when I say we, it's a general. When it's like a, a white person who's doing the the criming, doing the thieving, like oh mm-hmm. Jean Valjean, yeah, he did. He was just stealing that loaf of bread to feed his family. That's what most people like. And so, for why are we pissed off about people on welfare? They're just trying to feed their family. No, no, no. They go and spend their. Oh, I'm sorry. You're one anecdote of one person who one time <laughs> with that money somehow purchased a lottery ticket. I don't care. You know, you do a lot of terrible things with tax money too. Yeah. Like we all do. Anyways. Um, we're talking about poor people, right? Is yeah. That kind of like it's just it just baffles me how the the double standard is always very present. And I don't honestly like right now. Who am I talking to? Like anyone who listens to this isn't going to disagree with most of the stuff I say. Yeah. Because uh, especially like most of the LDS stuff that I brought up is true to my experience, one hundred percent true to my experience. I'm never I I have to live with that the rest of my life. I have to live with the rest of my life that I thought black people were cursed by God for 23 years of my life. Yeah. I have to live with those 23 years where it's like that. I I have lived 72% of my life thinking that black black not just black people, anyone with dark skin was less than I was. Hmm. I had to listen to stories that uh, Spencer W Kimball shared that the the Native Americans as they began to convert to Mormonism, their skin color is lightning. Yeah. That's a real story that I heard as a, not as a child, as a, as like a teenager that I have to live like, and I believed it anyways. I, I just want this to come across. I'm not trying to, to be, be mean to any more, any Mormons. I think anyone that's listening to this, regardless of your religion, ethnicity or whatever, just based on the title, everyone's going to agree with everything I'm saying. So I don't even know. Uh, I do know why I'm doing this. I didn't tell anyone. The reason I'm doing this is so my kids, they're they're not going to listen to the podcast. But so when I have children, they'll know exactly how I felt about this situation. It won't mm. be stories. It won't be like, yeah, I didn't like segregation. I swear I didn't. Uh. You'll know because I'm saying it right now. I'll save the receipts for you kids. <laughs> I saved the receipts just in case anybody called me out. You'll see the things that um, your mother and I did. During this time, um, and I just want to be very blatantly, as we like are coming up on the end of this, just saying, I don't care what George George Floyd did. No one should die in police custody at all. No one should die when their hands are raised in the air, on the ground, or standing up. No one should be killed. And and don't get me wrong, there are exceptions to this. And by exceptions, I mean like. There's a video I've seen. It was nighttime. They're trying to they're trying to stop a, someone who was breaking into homes, and the man was shot and killed. It was an unfortunate, but like, I don't want that to happen either. But sometimes stuff like that's going to happen, and I'm sure people who are woke are listening to this. But like, nope, nope, that's not okay either. I'm just like, some like I don't know if someone's robbing my house and I have no idea who it is, but I have a gun. I will kill whoever the person is that is robbing my house. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's going to be. Anyways. I probably won't kill him. I'll just, I'll just yell. Hey, get out of here! Shoot the gun somewhere, maybe. But um, like, I just want to make sure, like, human life is so precious and unlikely. That's and it has nothing mm. to for me. It has nothing to do with race. It's just because of the unlikeliness of life. 
I have such a high value for it. Even though I know I joke around that I'm like Team Thanos where I wish he'd snap his fingers <laughs> and half of the world would disappear. I would much rather we deplete our earth of all of its natural resources so that, and this is probably unpopular too, so that humans can th thrive and enjoy their life. I wish we didn't do that so that we could thrive and enjoy our lives longer and have more generations, etc. But I'm not going to do that at the expense of other human lives, if that makes sense. Um, because if we cut our population in half, fewer resources we're stealing from the earth, the earth would probably heal, less uh, emissions, uh, less pollution, etc. But I'd rather... I'm cool with a seven billion. Like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't get rid of stupid people either. Yeah, and I'm cool with I'm cool <laughs> with this seven billion. Like we're all like you're all cool. All you're all you're all relatively cool. Like some of us are cooler than others, but like um, I just really care about. That's why I wish aliens would attack us, because I think the worst thing that has ever happened to the human race is, is us versus them and and nationalism, because nationalism <clears throat> speaks to racism. Just look at Germany. Um, and, and I just want us to like, like each other. Like, I don't understand. Like we just c continue to create problems, but we're all kind of on the same team. I don't get it. I don't get it. I hope that this stays in the past as opposed to just like mm. creeping up again. That's my biggest worry about it all right now. Yeah. Is that we're going to talk about it and then stop talking about 9 11. Yeah. But maybe it's, it'll be different because we have social media and we have the internet, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Because it's, it's so on blast. I'm like, this better be like a one-time thing. And then we finally... Like, I mean, it won't be. But it wasn't a one-time <laughs> thing. Wait, say that again? Like we figure it out and then we like get past it. Like not get past it as in like ignore but it. But consistently like, improve upon it. it. Yes. Because there... The, so there was a... Uh, in Tacoma, Washington, someone got killed yesterday. Hmm. Brianna? No. Uh, oh. She died a while ago. It would, it that was been. March. She was in March. Yeah. She, she would have turned 27 today. Correct. Oh. Um, birthday. Happy birthday, Brianna. But, uh, so, uh, I, I don't have the details right in front of me, but someone was, uh, detained again, arrested and not, a, and died in police custody yesterday. This isn't going to stop right away. There's going to be people who continue to die. Um, unfortunately, like, I don't like what sucks is like, it's not going to be me. Like, like I understand my white privilege. Like it's like baffling to even like think like that. But anyways, it's going to continue, but I think it is going to get better. And the reason that I know it's going to get better is look at where we are compared to 60 years ago, compared to 150 mm -hmm. years ago. Like, I know, like, like, well, you can't compare slavery to, like, killing a, a cop, killing a, a black kid. It was like, correct. You can't. Slavery was way worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm like, no, you're correct. It was way, way, way worse way worse yeah. um, and the thing like just listening to those stories once again that we've been listening to like that was it slavery was not great i understand the argument that black people are still not free but they are more free i i think most people can probably agree on that but <laughs> at what not point are they free like that's what like how long is this gonna take how, like, this is can so you measure sad. freedom well you know this what i was so gonna sad. well no that's what i was gonna ask you is like what do you mean by they're more free uh they're not owned directly yeah. by like a white owner but society... what are you talking about what are you talking about have you not seen the nfl <laughs> like don't i know that that's not slavery because yeah. they are making a salary or whatever right but like the the weird thing because like i generally my my when i was 
more of a racist. My go-to would be like, you guys make so much money now because you guys are the best at, <laughs> you guys are the best athletes in the world. And so you make hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't understand why, why you're, why you're complaining, but like, like Kaepernick. No, mine was more like, um, like, uh, when the Donald Sterling thing was happening, don't get me wrong. Donald Sterling was an asshole and I, I'm happy that that team was taken away from him, but like he had like a slave mentality, even though he was paying all those players, um, like a slave owner. Uh, anyways, all, all of that to just say, it is better. Like, it's better. Like, <laughs> it's definitely way better than, than it was than it was however it. long ago. Yeah, and but life is like, gonna continue to be better. Like I, I've said this on a pod on podcast multiple times. There is every single human being. There is no other time in human history that if you had to keep your sex, gender, right. Honestly, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm making so many mistakes. Um, sex, gender, race, social status. If you had to keep those, what other time in human history would you prefer to live in? Every single human being would say right now. Hmm. Every single one. I have no, like, if, you, if all of those have to remain the same, like, no, I don't want to be a middle-class American back in 1960. Why the hell would I want to do that? With no smartphone and internet at my hands and all this entertainment? No. Yeah. Well, hey, we just, we just got into like a more touchy subject, so let's keep. I, mean, I don't know, right? After, this one's a touchy a, subject. After, well, after I said that they're more free, right? Oh well, I think I think I get what you're saying. Like, I don't want to like hash up like an argument about like. Uh, I could probably say it better because you're right. Like, freedom is a relative term. But like, I, no, I don't I know how to say it. I agree with you. It's like they're not. It was just a weird way of saying it. <laughs> like, it was like they're more free. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess, like, at what point are they equal is a better way to say it. Yeah. Like, they're just not... Like, they're I, not equal. I, I, no, believe, that's a... I believe that they're equal, but not everyone does. They're not does. treated equally. And yeah. so it's like, at what point will they become equal yes. and stay equal? In practice. Not, equal yeah. in practice. Yeah. They're not equal in practice. I, fir- I firmly gotcha. believe that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you guys said it better. It just depends. It is on... better. Everything's better than it used to be 60 years ago. And, and, that doesn't and, make it great. And we should still strive to continue. And <clears throat> and we are. Like, I, I don't want this to make white people feel like they like are off the hook. Because this is the most common thing that is often thrown back at me. Like, like, well, why can't we just continue to strive to be better? I'm like, because we're always striving to be better. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand that things aren't perfect, but don't let perfection get in the way of good. Mm. Like, uh, like I, I think we should always be striving to get to be better. We're never going to get to that utopian state. That's never like I said. Until aliens attack and mm. all of humanity has to unite against one common enemy, because for whatever reason, evolution. For whatever mm. reason, we have to the you the way that groups function is against something else even the coronavirus wasn't enough of an enemy for all of us to quite unite yeah i hope i hope all you people who thought that this was just another flu are happy that more people died from coronavirus than the flu i hope that makes you happy (laughs) because you know you know why i hated that argument because it's it's i lose no matter what like because like i don't want more people to die from the coronavirus to prove that i was right about it 
Anyways, this is like offset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes it like, okay, good. 100,000 people died of the coronavirus. 90,000 died of the flu. This, the, so the coronavirus is worse and more people are going to die. Turns out I'm right. But those people are dead. And they aren't coming back either. Anyways, like it's just, I don't understand. I do understand. Oh, my. I'll, I'll take this off. I'll take this offline. I just had a little epiphany thinking that. Because who, who, who more often than not were the people who were anti-coronavirus? um you know um okay i get it now i understand i understand why why they had the it's it's always easy to argue an unprovable point is all i will say anyways um do you have any i I, this has gone a lot longer than i thought i feel good like i I feel like i made a lot of mistakes i feel like i said a lot of things that um that I'll have to clarify. If people have questions, I'm more than happy to. I learned something about how I can say my certain phrases. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we talk. This is the yeah. point. Like we're having this podcast. And I don't hate you for, I don't, what, what are you talking about? What did you say, say that you could learn to say better? Uh, say that black people are more free than they used to be. Oh. <laughs> like equality as opposed to freedom. I didn't even remember. <laughs> um, but like, I, I just want to, like, I'm always, I, I stand by this. I am more than happy to talk with anyone about any subject. Um, I will never judge you for the words that you say, ever. I will always judge you for the way that you act. Always. Because um, I, I, I think it's like super popular to be like, oh, I'm so non-judgmental. Like, no, <laughs> if someone fucking kills someone, that's a, they're a bad person. Yeah. They are a bad, we need to judge them for being a bad person. You can't be non-judgmental. You can't pick, pick a, like, not, it's not even pick a size. Like, choose some hill to die on, everybody. Um, some things are more important than other things, but um, I, I, just, uh, I just, but I, at the same time, as once again, you can say whatever the hell you want. And I am going to talk with you about it. Uh, what's unfortunate in this situation, I've gone too far left and too far right with a couple people that I've had conversations with. And I've noticed that they've talked to me significantly less since um, since having those conversations. Don't be afraid to have your opinion pushed. Um, shout out to Kayla. Her and I had a really long... No one knows who Kayla is. Um, but anyone who works with me knows who she is. Um, Kayla and I had a really long conversation. She didn't call me out per se, but I would say she educated me. Um, and I still like her. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think any less of Kayla and I'll she's, still talk to Kayla about she's stuff. She's not agreeable. She's not avoiding conflict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah she, she never avoids conflict. Um, but like, I, I, and I don't like her any less because of her, calling me out for things where she disagreed. And there are some things that I still disagree with her on that we've discussed. And I think that I wasn't in the wrong or whatever. Um, but all that to say, like, I don't know why people get so worked up about, about words. What I care about is how people are, are acting more than anything. Cause the actions are what really words can hurt. I know that words can hurt, but actions literally kill. I think that one thing I really agree upon is the fact that, yeah, we can disagree on things, but racism is something that we cannot disagree on. Hmm. Like, if you're racist, I I mean, I can't be friends with you because... Abraham Lincoln once said, <laughs> if you are a racist, I will attack you with the North. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just, for me, it's a no-brainer, and you wouldn't want to be friends with me anyways because I'm Latina. So. Oh, that's a, that's a really good line. That's a good line. 
No, you, because no. What I like about like not that you need my opinion on that line you just said, but what I like about that line is it goes back to like the friendship thing. Like if you have a friend for some reason, like you're not racist towards that person, but you might still be racist towards the group that they're from. It's like oh, or I just s- any group, yeah. But yeah, I completely yeah yeah or any group here. Yeah, um, I just wanted to like end with the fact that. I think we can all agree that, like on this podcast, that we don't understand. We will never understand because of the color of our skin, but we will always stand with you. And we believe that your life matters. Uh, we want to see Zachariah and Tina grow up. Hmm. Um, if I have any ending remarks, it's just, I guess, reiterating what I said earlier that I think... A lot of the reason I'm able to see this issue on race more clearly is because I was getting to know myself better before all this. Uh, The coronavirus and quarantine made me look at myself. In a way, it forced me to because I was the only person I was hanging out with almost every day. And as hard as that might be, I think that's something we need to do on a consistent basis is look at the person in the mirror and really get to know them, see how we are united or not with ourselves, because I realized how united I'm not with me. And uh, I think to an extent, as hard as it is also, we need to have patience for people who, like, I'm honestly, I'm more self-aware now. In just the last month, I've become more self-aware. And we have to be self-aware first before we can truly be aware of other people. And being self-aware can actually be painful. And I hope that we can all do it as well as be patient with people as we help them and encourage them to do the same. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Don't waste your time commenting, and from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have, because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better, and looking forward to chatting with you next time. like messed like there there was a couple things i'm like i don't actually i don't actually agree with that thing that i just said <laughs> but that's how it came out so see ya <laughs> <laughs> that's podcasting i'm sorry i'm always the emotional one <laughs> I know. and i'm always just like i like i was just this silence is gonna kill <laughs> well it's like i cried before the podcast <laughs> i won't cry on the podcast it still happened sorry <laughs> like, it's tough like this entire like I hate the way that I talk sometimes because I feel like sometimes I give the illusion that I think I'm an authority on things. Like just the way that I talk mm. is very absolutist. Like this is how it is. Right. Um, but it's never, it's never how I feel. Like that's never. I don't. 
I feel like there have been very few conversations in my whole life, including this one, where I haven't looked back at it and been like, ah, oh, I could have said that different. Oh my gosh. Well, that's <laughs> all the time. Dude, but that's, that's life. All the time. That's why I love the podcast though, yeah. because I don't do it often, but every now and then I'll go listen to like one of my more controversial ones <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, that wasn't good. And then 